This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us right now is also a man that always... Always looks, looks good, good, feels good, and his takes, excellent. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line right now is our guy, Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet, one half of the show with Nick Costos here on the BetQL Network. Ken Barkley, thank you for joining us, and how are the babies? They're crying. Uh, they're, they're doing good. Yeah, got it. I don't think you can hear them anymore. Well, maybe you hear them like, very much in the distance. Uh, usually I finish my show, and we'll like put them to bed like pretty soon after uh, you know, like watch a little Paw Patrol with them all, but they're a little, oh, love Paw Patrol. A little uppity tonight. Yeah, Chase. kids are a little, yeah, a little whiny. Didn't nap, didn't nap great. Chase is very much on the case. They've also developed, apparently, like Paw Patrol wasn't enough to sell a lot of toys. So there's all these like spinoffs to Paw Patrol. Like it's like uh, Mighty Pups. So they all turn into superheroes. Mm. That's, we can sell like 500 more action figures. Exactly. Play off the success, obviously, of the uh, the multiverse right? yes. in, the, in the Marvel situation. And then there's some new one where now they're all like Knights of the Round Table. It's like something Knights, some like like Justice Knights or whatever it's called. Mm. I, I don't know, man. They're just, these, they got to be shipping toys off the shelves on these things. So I don't know what we're going to have to buy next, but I, I guess I'm about to find out. Capitalism. <laughs> Can, yeah, can, yeah uh, the alternative, right? We we got some uh, props that you can bet right now at BetMGM, including stuff like the coin toss, uh, the Gatorade color. Is there like a, a wonkiest bet you've ever made on the Super Bowl? And then, of course, tying it back to what we have right now. If you were to bet on a Gatorade color, what would it be? Orange is the clear favorite. You got blue after that and then so on and so forth. Clear is the fourth best odds there as well. Um, a two-part question, and you can tackle that as any way you'd like. I, uh, yeah, man, I don't know where to begin. Uh, so I have a couple of Super Bowl prop stories I can tell you, but for the Gatorade color, like they're, they're like professional betters that put a lot of effort and time this week into running around Vegas and on various offshores, domestic sports books, like buying up props that they think are mispriced. They put a lot of effort and energy into it. It's like a big moneymaker for some people, but this seems like a waste of effort for the <laughs> most part to price Gatorade color. And I'm sure a lot of it is tries to be based on inside information. So one thing that happens a lot and it'll happen this week, well, I'll see, it'll be curious how much longer it lasts is as information about the game starts to trickle out via like sort of underground means, basically uh, about national anthem time, uh, first song at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Gatorade color on game day. I'm sure people have tried to acquire this information a lot. Those are almost props where, like, if you know, then you're just betting. And if you don't, then you're probably wasting your money. But it's like where information could actually just tell you what the answer to the question is. Those seem like, you know, if you know, you know. And if you don't, then I, I guess I'm, like, not as interested in betting them because there's, like, a way to get the information. And people do. People do get it. Um, and that's been like, made a little bit more public the last couple of years. So I'm not – I mean, whatever, like, I, I don't ever really, I'm, I am partial to lemon-lime Gatorade, which makes me kind of lame. A lot of people like orange, a lot of people like red, all that kind of stuff. Yuck. I'm more lemon-lime guy, but I'm just, you know, I don't have great taste with Gatorade, I guess. I uh, have a- Super Bowl prop stories, though. Oh, 
Go what ahead. Were you gonna say, Trista? I was just going to say to the Gatorade, uh, I have a theory, and it's basically okay. all about economics, and the orange is the worst flavor on earth, and probably the demand is the lowest and supply is the highest, which gives the NFL the highest likelihood to just buy the Gatorade of orange because it's like on sale. Which is why, okay. why, which is why, like water is the second after that, and none, and like the best Gatorade color, which in my opinion is red or pink, like really the best flavor, and and also like to your point, yellow and purple, like those have really haven't come up that often. I think five times overall be, between those three. So that, I don't know if you if you roll with my conspiracy theory on that or my well, economic. So, so basically, theory. it's like the NFL penny pinching. Right? Yes, like they're just trying to just trying to save a couple bucks. Yes, right? like they're looking at their budget. Like, all right, we're spending, like, a lot of money on the Super Bowl. we got, like, a lot of fans coming in, concessions just, like, through the roof. Like, we have to put on this grand show. We have to pay the halftime performers, of which there are, like, 17 this year. Uh, we got to spend a lot of money. Okay, well, like, how could we – how could we recoup some of this cost? Well, we could save like eight dollars if we get uh, if we get orange Gatorade. Just or like, water. Done. Do it right. Have to do it. I, that's actually really funny. Unless uh, I don't know if I buy that necessarily, but I do. I like. I'm you know conspiracy theories. I'll always kind of lend an ear to them. I find them. I find them enjoyable. They're fun to kind of kick around a little bit. Unless so if I could share the uh, the Gatorade one. Unless Gronk is in the Super Bowl, which every time uh, Gronk has won it, it has been blue. So, oh, got it. Well, there is there, there should be a problem. Like, will he defraud our veterans of insurance? Yes, yes minus ten yeah. This so is where we go. Yes, that exactly. needs to open. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you one prop story. We can get. We can talk about the game or whatever. So, uh, the worst loss I ever had was probably. Uh, in the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl uh, a few years ago, obviously 28 3, very memorable. Uh, I had James White to win Super Bowl MVP at 125 to 1. And he basically like had one of the greatest running back performances in the Super Bowl of all time. Wow. But because he played on the same team as Tom Brady, even though he scored the touchdown that won the Super Bowl and completed the comeback, they go to commercial break. And you can usually get a feel for who the MVP is going to be. They like Patriots win, celebration, confetti. Um, and they start to, to cord off all these areas to do the interviews. Um, anybody who's watched the game obviously kind of like can picture this in their head with the confetti falling. Everybody's kind of in their own circles. They, they cord off the interview area and it's Brady and James White. And that's it. And I, so we go to break. Yeah. And there's like a 50%. There's two people in the circle. One of them yeah. is one MVP. And I'm like, well, they would interview Brady anyway, even if he didn't win because he's Tom Brady. So I think I might have this. Like, I actually might have James White, like, in a monster number. And then during the break, all the reporters start tweeting out, like, Tom Brady has been named. Super Bowl. I'd be like, well, then why is James White in the circle? Right. Like, why, Didn't like, Brady is, give him the car, too? To here? Right. Exactly. So that was, that was tough. Like, to break records in the Super Bowl as a running back and not win because Tom Brady's on the team. I'm a Patriots fan. It still was obnoxious. So that was a tough one. That was a tough one to swallow. Uh, Ken, sticking with props. So obviously, like, if you want to play overs, especially with star players like Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham Jr., you probably want to do that right now. But is there anything you're going to be looking to target on Sunday as far as unders, you know, once the public hits some of these props or just, you know, once they become a little bit too inflated? Any certain players or any numbers you're looking to maybe target? Yeah, well, the, the more I think about the game in general, I think it lends itself to like a handicap of the game too. It just, I'm not convinced this is going to be a high scoring game whatsoever. Just the more I think about kind of what each team's strengths are and how that plays into how the other team's going to play. The Bengals have basically like been at their best when Zach Taylor stops doing stuff and Burrow like starts to take over yeah. and like actually like 
which means they have to be way behind for that to happen because that's the only way Zach Taylor, like, lets go of the reins. Basically, all the anecdotes we have from the AFC Championship game, some of the other games during the postseason, when things get really tough, that's when Burrow's like, okay, cool, I'll start calling the plays. Like, I want to run this. I want to run this. And then things start going a lot better, or he just improvises. But, like, the base Bengals offense has not been very good in the postseason. It's actually been terrible. Like, first half Kansas City, entire game Tennessee, entire game Raiders, nothing to write home about, even though Burrow's awesome and wears, like, fancy clothes and cool coats and stuff. It just hasn't been that great. So, like, the base Bengals offense hasn't been very good. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball in the game. And then you have the, the Rams, who are basically facing a Bengals team, and we did a lot of this on our show this week. In the second half of Bengals basically like key games of the season. So Ravens, both the games against the Chiefs, other playoff games, Niners, that crazy overtime game in the regular season. The Bengals defense in the second half basically has allowed single-digit points and yards per play like best in the league in second halves this year. So what does that tell you? Graded adjustments, right? That's basically like the whole theme, and that was true in the Chiefs game too. So the more I think about the game, I kind of think it lends itself to like almost more of a rock fight settling for field goals, maybe like 20 to 20. There'll be some movement, like yardage props and stuff, but actual scoring, and you have two conservative coaches who I think love to kick too, I think lends itself to like not a lot of scoring. So maybe it's under and touchdown passes, guys not to score a touchdown, kind of bets of that nature. Like maybe we get yardages that get there for some of these guys, but fourth down in a big spot, McVay's kicking. Fourth down in a big spot, McPherson's been kicking the entire year, basically. I think he has a field goal in like every game or multiple ones in a bunch of games. So maybe a bunch of yards or average yards, but points, uh, not very confident. So, yeah, unders late in the week on some of that stuff would be my answer. How are you feeling, Ken, about uh, the side in this game? I think we've been hovering around. I think it started at three and a half for the Rams and then got up to four and a half. And depending on what book you're looking at, it's four, four and a half still. Um, I know that... The Rams are obviously the better team, but it feels like because of what exactly you just said is that Joe Burrow, when they get down big, he kind of improvises, does whatever he wants, and then they're able to keep it close kind of last minute. Uh, Does that lend yourself to saying, okay, well, the Bengals aren't outmatched uh, to any number? Or, you know, what are you thinking about in terms of that? Yeah, I think the spread market, I mean, look, it's the Super Bowl, right? It's it's probably going to be a pretty good number. It's probably going to be something we all kind of agree on, that the Rams – uh, you know, should be favored probably by a little more than a field goal. And then after that, we can kind of hem and haw about should it be four, should it be four and a half, whatever. So I think the side's like pretty much correct. I think the the fun thing is like, how do we get, like in what way will the game play out? Mm-hmm. Not just the final score, not just who will cover, but like early versus late, first half versus second half. Like what flow do we think the game is going to have? Both teams the entire year have kind of like painted a picture for us basically that the Rams are a team that likes to get out to leads, plays very well early in the game. Uh, this has been true in the postseason, especially in the Tampa game would be a good example of this, I guess. First game against San Francisco or the week 18 game, I should say, against San Francisco, Arizona, the wild card game. Um, a team that generally plays well early, And then when they try to hold on to that lead, things can get very tricky for them. And we've seen that in a number of spots so far this year. McVay gets really conservative. The play calling is questionable. Stafford gets put in these third and longs. They can't play very well. Okay, cool. So is it Rams early, Bengals late? Basically, is that an Mm -hmm. approach? So my advice, I guess, to people is if you like Cincinnati in the game, just consider the idea that I think it's more likely than not they will be losing early. And if that's true, four and a half is not very valuable when you can get seven and a half, five minutes into the game, or 10 and a half, 15 minutes into the game. Right. And then you have have Burrow trying to backdoor some really big numbers as opposed to needing him to, like, win or keep the game ultra competitive in order to win your bet. So just a a piece of advice, just the way the Bengals have played, the way the Rams have played, Bengals have been a great second-half team the entire year. Like, play that. Play that angle. Rams early, Bengals late, probably a better approach. Uh, Before we let you go, Ken, 
full-fledged breakdown, not breakdown, but just list off all your favorite plays or some of your favorite plays for the Super Bowl. Really quick, got it like 60 seconds. Sure, yeah, so I think uh, I think like players not to score touchdowns at like low prices. I just, I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of touchdowns in the game. I like the full game under. Uh, I like something like Ram double result, Rams first half, Bengals second half. So like Rams to win at halftime, Bengals to win the game. Pays like eight to one right now, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Burrow to win the MVP a little bit because it's way more than the, the Bengals money line price. Some of these are square, but yeah, basically just like minimal scoring, high field goals, uh, and Bengals to be like pretty competitive late. They say play anything that relates to that. My guy, Kim Barkley, you're the man. Thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to have you on next week and we can recap the bets that we had on our slate. My man, thanks for having me. Or thanks for coming on. I'm just on your <laughs> show, and I was like, thanks for having me. Now, thanks for coming <laughs> a little on little bit of both, yeah. Whatever it is. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ken. Our guy, Ken Barkley, on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. 